Hey, welcome to Unexpectedly Gruntled. This is episode 11. Uh, this is Mark. Sorry about the delay in getting this out to you. I am lucky to be alive. I don't know, maybe it's a little dramatic. I've been told that I can be dramatic from time to time, and maybe I was in this particular case, but I thought I was going to die all week long, or at least most of the week, the majority of the week. I had some stomach thing going on, and it wasn't pleasant at all. Anyways, glad you guys are all here. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Oh, by the way, we now have listeners in five countries, which is uh, pretty awesome. I appreciate you guys sharing. And uh, for you people in Iceland who accidentally clicked on my podcast, I hope you keep listening and uh, go ahead and pet your reindeer or something. Whatever you do in Iceland. Drink cold beer. I think there's only two characters in this episode that you guys haven't met before. One is a friend of ours. Uh, we went and stayed with them over New Year's in uh, their home. And uh, I'm going to call her Texas for the podcast. And uh, then the other one is this friend of mine. Uh, and I'm going to call him, uh, I don't know, I can't think of a good name. I.L., not for injured list, but uh, how about Irish Lager? Anyways, I.L. and Texas are going to be the new characters in this episode. So like I said in the introduction and I posted on Facebook, I've been sick this week. I had some stomach thing going on. Let me tell you a little bit about myself. So if food has been setting out, I think it goes bad quickly. At least that's my opinion. Like we had this salad. Oh, maybe that's the culprit on Sunday night. And I said, how long has this been out for? And she said, oh, I made it like 30 minutes ago. I'm sure that I'm being irrational about that. But I think or in my mind, I'm like, it's no good now because it's been setting out. If I get a hamburger from a place and I don't eat all of it and I put it in the car, even if it's cold outside where it's like a refrigerator and I park the car somewhere for 30 minutes and go home, I always think to myself, should I throw this burger away or should I eat it? Is it safe to eat? So I'm very skeptical, sketchy about anything that's expired, expired food of any kind. Like, for example, my mom, when we moved her out of her place, had stuff in her freezer that had like a 2011 expiration date on it. And she said, it's totally fine. It's been in the freezer since I got it. And I'm like, how do you know that? How do you remember whatever? Well, not to give you too much information, but she takes anti-diarrheal pills like people brush their teeth on a regular basis. So that's all I'm saying about that. And Echo and I talked about this, and she thinks that food is still good even if it's been setting out. Like she'll leave pizza setting out all night, and she'll eat it the next day. I won't do that. And I said to her, this is weird because this is only the fourth time I've thrown up since 2003. She's all like, how do you know that? I said, because I don't throw up that often. And she goes, well, how do you remember when you threw up? And I go, well, it's always on some monumental thing like December 24th, uh, Christmas Eve uh, in 2006, for example, was one of the times. But anyways, I remember the dates of all the times, which makes me sound like some vomiting rain man or something. But I remember the dates of the times when it happened because I just do, because it doesn't happen very often. 
I said to her, well, how often do you get sick? And she said, oh, at least twice a year. And I'm like, well, maybe you shouldn't eat expired food. If you eat stuff that's said now, I don't know. The way she described it to me, all I can picture is this is the thought that goes on in my head. Like, for example, if she says, oh, this set out for an hour, it's still safe to eat. It's like the equivalent of having, in my mind, a 98-degree day and taking canned oysters, opening the can, putting it inside of a metal trash can lid and setting it out in the yard for four hours. I'm like, you might get sick from it, you might not. It's like a crapshoot. Nope, no thanks, I'm not going to eat it. Doing any expired food because uh, it's not great for you. Don't eat questionable food. That's all I'm trying to tell you. And uh, maybe you won't have a week like I had. Okay, I know I've said this before in multiple podcasts, and I'm going to say it again now. I used to get pissed, super pissed about everything. I rant and rave and whatever. Well, the counselor loves it when I get super pissed because he says I'm just so fun or it's fun to see how angry I get and whatever. Well, I've been working on myself, but this is going to be a little bit of a rant. Not a huge rant, but a rant regardless. So typically, we go play trivia every Tuesday. T1, T2, sometimes the counselor, although he hasn't been for a while. Echo goes sometimes. But anybody's welcome to come. Tats has been before. Anybody could come to the trivia, and we have fun. So we went to trivia two weeks ago. And it was a horrific, horrific experience. So because it was Fat Tuesday, everybody was all jazzed about Mardi Gras and that kind of stuff. And all of the questions, all of the questions all night long were French-related or Louisiana-related or French-Louisiana-related. I don't know. I felt like I should have been in the water, boy. Like the whole cast, all the questions were all created specifically for that movie. I mean, they were just ridiculous. It was like, if there's a French longboat going up the Pontchartrain River and it had 12 women and three men in it and three of the men were missing legs and everyone had shoes on, why did they put a little baby Jesus inside the king cake for Mardi Gras? They were just ridiculous, ridiculous questions. I mean, the dumbest things. For example, I'm good at music. Love music, love artists, don't know where any of the artists are from. If you asked me where Rihanna was from, I couldn't tell you. Now, don't get me wrong. If you listen to the podcast and you're friends with Rihanna or you went to high school with Rihanna or you lived in the town where Rihanna grew up, I get how you would know. But they showed all these pictures of the artists that are like, where were they born? What hospital were they born in? Who was their mom's best friend? They were just ridiculous questions. The only person I even recognized was Harry Connick Jr. And I'm like, ah, that guy's from New York. He's not from Louisiana. Well, it turns out he actually is from Louisiana. I didn't even know that. I didn't have the first clue. But uh, it was just ridiculous questions. Are French fries really from France? And what do they have to do with Mardi Gras? And if a jester throws them out of his hat, do you have to show him your boobs to get beads? feel like I'm beating a dead horse in this episode. Hey, I've been sick this week. So if I take any kind of nighttime cold medicine, I haven't taken any probably for 25 or 30 years because I figured out a long time ago, if I take anything like NyQuil or Theraflu nighttime or 
anything nighttime related, cold, anything, I don't think I'd be able to take Ambien, for example, because it gives me these screwy, screwy ass dreams. I mean, just weird stuff, bizarre dreams. So that being said, I don't take nighttime cold medicine. I asked Echo if she accidentally may have given me some nighttime cold medicine because one night I had screwy dreams. I didn't see her the next morning. She got up and went to work. I stayed home because I was sick. But she talked to me and she said, I don't think I gave you that. I, you know, I don't think I gave you any nighttime stuff. So that night we were laying in bed and I said to her, hey, I had the weirdest dream last night. I I said I had a dream. Sorry, I'm trying not to laugh while I'm telling you this. I had this dream that you, Texas, and I were in my dream. And she rolled over and said to me, that's not happening. And I said, you don't even know what I was going to tell you about. And she goes, no, but most guys, when they say that kind of dream, you know what it's about. Apparently, I'm supposed to know what it's about. Don't get me wrong. I'm no idiot. I can figure out what she thought I was thinking, but that's not what it was about. So I said, that wasn't even what it was about. So the deal was that Texas, Echo, and I were washing a corpse in Texas's bathroom, in their downstairs bathroom at their house. It's a weird bathroom. It was like originally designed for, well, just say maybe they had hobbits for friends that would come over. The toilet's low to the ground, the counter's low to the ground. Not low enough for somebody in a wheelchair, though, so I don't think that was it. But everything is smaller in there, so it's like a hobbit bathroom. Anyways, the three of us were in the shower with clothes on, with clothes on, and we were scrubbing this corpse. Well, now that I think about it, it may have been some weird sort of segue between whatever she thought I was going to approach her with, with uh, Texas, but it wasn't because... Texas was yelling at me, you're scrubbing too hard, you're scrubbing too hard. Echo was yelling at me, you're not not doing it hard enough, harder, harder. And one of them was yelling, you're doing it too fast, you're doing it too fast, you need to slow down. You're not doing it right. I mean, it kind of gave me some uh, PTSD, if I have to be honest with you, but they were yelling at me about washing this corpse. So that was the dream I told her. She texted Texas the next day. Those two words went weird together. But she said, hey, happy birthday. Did Mark tell you about his dream? He's got to tell you about his dream. It's hilarious. So I then proceeded to call Texas and I said, all right, here's the deal. I had this dream that you, Echo, and I were all in. And she said, that's not happening. And I go, it's not, the, I don't know why everybody thinks that. And she said, well, all guys, and both of them told me this, all guys ask girls to do that. And I'm like, I've never asked anybody to do that. So it didn't make sense to me that that's where everybody apparently goes when they're talking about that, or at least guys. So I thought we were all personally smarter than that, but apparently not. But the question that they both asked me was, was the guy Texas's husband? And I said, nope. Wasn't your husband? He was tall and he had hair. So that automatically rolled it out. But the thing that was interesting to me the most, I guess, about the whole thing was after I talked to both of them, after I told them both what the dream was about, we established that neither one of them would be up for the thruple thing, if you know what I mean. 
but they're both okay with, well, I guess, you know, a thruple is supposed to be three people, a couple, whatever. So I guess they're okay with being accessories to thirder, which is three in a murder. They're both okay with helping me hide a body, but neither one of them are okay with being part of a thruple, which is interesting to me. But it's good to know that I have people that would help me get rid of the evidence. So in the month of February, I wanted to give a little shout out because uh, some cool stuff happened this month. Uh, Moon Runes had his 21st birthday, which is exciting. Uh, My niece, Mac had either a 30th or 31st birthday, which is just crazy to me because I remember when she was little, like a baby, she used to leave her dad's room, come downstairs, and, like, give me baby cuddles or whatever because she, I don't know, maybe her dad snored too long or uh, he was farting in bed. I don't know what the deal was. But anyway, she just had a birthday this month. And uh, those are the only two birthdays I could think of. I did want to give a huge congrats out to Wolverine, because he got his driver's license, which is super, super exciting. And uh, there's a couple things on a little bit not so exciting of a note. But uh, I saw a couple weeks ago when I was gone on a work trip that, uh, or heard, I didn't see it, but I heard that Toby Keith had passed away, which is kind of sad because I'm not a huge fan of his, but I do love a couple of his songs. And, uh, and, you know, I just think that anybody who's obviously a famous singer, uh, you know, obviously that touches people's hearts because they're all like, oh, I listened to his music growing this. You know, music's the soundtrack of your life. So that made me a little uh, bummed out. And then uh, a guy I went to a, a high school with and junior high school with uh, passed away this week. He, uh, he, uh, I don't know. That's This is a tough one to talk about because we were only friends for maybe 7th, 8th, and ninth grade, and then we kind of fell apart after that. Not fell apart like a broken car or a destroyed Transformer, but I don't know. We just fell away from each other, I guess. But uh, I saw that he had passed away, and uh, I don't know. I had a fond memory of him because the very first MTV video I ever saw, or the first time I saw MTV was at his house. So uh, TJ... I was thinking about you, man, and uh, and send prayers out to your family. And uh, I don't know, man, you're gonna be missed. So I've been doing a lot of thinking, contemplating things actually since uh, last weekend. Since right before I got sick, I. Went and visited an old friend of mine who I've known for probably 34 years, probably. Uh, like I said, I'm going to call him I.L. Can't think of a better name for him. And I noticed that he got a little bit, uh, I don't know, distant, I guess, probably maybe about a year ago, nine months ago. And he just seemed kind of withdrawn and not the same. And I didn't really reach out to him because I know people go through phases, people run into weird spots in life where they're like, I just need to be by myself for a little while. I'm feeling very Robert Smith. If you don't know who that is, he's the singer for The Cure. Or very Morrissey-esque where they're like a little solemn. Sometimes it's okay to be sad, but it's like a good sadness. You get into this funk. But 
it's not necessarily bad. It's not where you feel like you're depressed or super depressed uh, and overwhelmed by everything that's happening in and around you. Well, after talking to him this week, I found out that, you know, he had a medical diagnosis that uh, it's not the worst thing ever by any means, uh, but it's also not the best thing ever. And when you go through that stuff, you need to reach out to your friends uh, or if your friends are withdrawing from you, withdrawing, and don't get me wrong, it's not like you, uh, I don't know, changed and, you know, you became an axe murderer over the weekend and somebody found out and all of a sudden they don't want to hang out with you. My point is that if some of your friends become distant, maybe you should try to reach out to them so you could, uh, you know, kind of touch base. Let them know you're there for them. Let them know that you care about them. And uh, sometimes it's good when you're in situations where things aren't necessarily the brightest. It's good to reach out to somebody so you can just have somebody to talk to, somebody non-judgmental to listen, and uh, just to be a friend to you, to be there care about you, care for you. I mean, I didn't make him a meal. We didn't make him brownies or any of that kind of stuff, but we went up and visited him, and we spent the afternoon with him and his kids, uh, and we had a fantastic time, and uh, it was just nice, you know, kind of touching base with him, talking with him, and uh, just kind of rekindling. And even though it hasn't been that long since I've seen him, uh, I didn't know that all this other underlying stuff was going on. So you need to reach out to people, reach out to your friends if they've uh, become distant, you know, see if there's something you can do for them, even if it's just listen or maybe make them a meal, maybe make them some brownies or uh, just be their friend. Let them know that you're there for them and they care. So uh, don't withdraw from people or not with not from everybody if you're going through a tough time. Uh, you got to remember that people are stronger together and... Uh, when people are unified, uh, I don't know, it just kind of, it's nice to know that someone's in your corner, I guess. So, uh, IL, I'm keeping you in my prayers. Love you, man. And, uh, I look forward to seeing you more often, uh, in the near future. And, uh, I don't know. I just wanted you to know that, uh, I'm here for you, man. And, uh, Echo's here for you and we got your back and we just want you to know that you're not alone. So, for this week's music playlist, I have picked four songs. The first one is uh, You Are Not Alone by Sayosin, and we're going to send that one out to the people in my family who had a birthday, Moon Runes and Mac, and it's also being sent out to IL because I want all of them to know that I am always here for them. And... uh there are people out there for them. The second one is a tribute to Toby Keith. It's Red Solo Cup, which is a fun song. And it's, I mean, the song says, you, sir, have no pair of testicles, which is just funny. The third song is going to be a shout out to uh, TJ. I haven't been close to you for a long time, but I'll always have fond memories of you. And the very first video I ever remember seeing on MTV was at his house and it was You Got Lucky by Tom Petty and then the last song is for Wolverine since he just got his driver's license Love Susie and the Banshees this is the cover of Iggy Pop the original is The Passenger by him 
This is the passenger by Susie and the Banshees because someday, Wolverine, I'm going to be a passenger in your car.